0: It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Four o'clock each and every day, our show starts, and that is when the Chris Russell Show ends. And uh, the Rooster's been nice enough on a Friday to grace us with his presence. What's hey. up, dude? How are Hello, you? Hello, Craig. How are you?
1: Thanks for I'm good.
0: There. That you uh you you said that in a way that was like you felt surprised.
1: Uh well when Anthony walked in and and asked me to come on I was like uh because you know, I was listening because I'm being that you're not here today uh in right. studio I'm just kind of taking over your space or not more mm. not mo- moving at basically a uh, very glacial pace is is how mm. I would probably put it um, mm. So I was a little bit surprised. I was listening to you, you know, talk about your breakdown of the quarterbacks and all that stuff. Uh, I, I've been so focused on the AFC and NFC championship and who's obviously going to be the head coach. That's had to take a little bit of a back burner for me. But uh, man, am I intrigued! I mean, this is going to I, look from a radio perspective. Even though having the number two overall pick isn't always the best thing in terms of intrigue and possibilities it is pretty intriguing and I think will keep us going because there's a couple of different ways they can go.
0: Yeah. Without question. And I think like, it obviously means that we had a not very fun season to cover. Yes. Um, That is, that is the nature of having the number two pick. That is confirmed. Um, But uh, I do think like, I I will say we're going to play next uh, our interview with Jim Nagy, who runs the senior bowl. You, you obviously know Jim uh, from, from your years going down there and um, just being around the NFL. And, he, like, he was the one who threw out to us, like, you know, hey, like, don't be surprised if if they trade back. And, like, you know, does the new coach, like, want to run it back with Sam Howell? And, like, I think we have all dismissed that as a possibility. I think realistically, mm-hmm. like, when you cover the team every day, you're obviously going to know a little bit better than the national people. Um, but I do think it is worth pointing out that the idea that they could trade back should still be on the table. And to me, next week is super intriguing mm-hmm. in that way. And I, I teased Chris, like there could be one quarterback in the next group of three that could, that could switch groups that could bust that first group of three. And I think it's Bo Nix. Like I think the Oregon quarterback is going to rise tremendously in this process. And I also am very curious to see What happens with Drake May, who's kind of been seen as this number two guy. But realistically, man, like the tape isn't that good from this year from the people that have watched it. And so if you got one guy who interviews great and his tape is just getting better throughout his college career, Mm -hmm. one guy who had not a great year and is maybe riding a little bit on on preseason hype. I wouldn't be surprised if Bo Nix enters the equation. And if there's four quarterbacks in that top group, that definitely affects how Washington has to think about
1: it. Yeah. So a couple of things for me, um, y- you know, um, and I still have a lot of work to do. So let me be clear on that. Um, I I wasn't in love with Drake May when, you know, w- when I was first kind of thinking about, oh, the number two overall pick and assuming that Caleb goes number one, Chicago, so on and so forth, which I guess we can't say for absolute certainty, um, you know, seems maybe it, highly likely he, seems highly see. likely. Correct. But maybe it's a different team. Uh, who knows? But, but it seems likely that he's going to go number one, but Drake made to me like when I walked away, I watched a lot of that Virginia game on that Saturday night. I don't remember mid October. I wasn't thrilled with him. The last two games at Clemson at NC state, you know, tough environments, road environments, but I wasn't like, wow, this guy, you yet you watch a bunch of the cutups ups. And I know you watch way, 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 way more than I'll ever be able to watch. You watch a bunch of the cut-ups, and you do see a kid with a juicy arm, Mm -hmm. size, just what you want, right? Can flick the wrist, can do whatever he wants. But I haven't been able, and, and maybe this is just me, I haven't been able to reconcile with what I've seen at other times. But is that... Is that me looking for negatives? Is that me looking oh. for like, well, he wasn't great every game, and I shouldn't hold that against him? Kind of like Ben Johnson, you know. And I'm just gonna, ex- you know, make a weird comparison here. Sure. Like Ben Johnson and the Detroit Lions offense isn't great every time you see them, but by and large, he's put up really good ranking statistics, numbers, productions, design, this, that, and the other thing. But I mean, if you watch the wrong game, you're going to walk away going, eh, Ben Johnson's sure. not for me. S- am I doing that for? Am I doing that for Drake May? Are you doing that for Drake May? Well, I think I
0: think part of the equation there is like how often, yeah. right? Because you know, if you go watch, I'm trying to pick. I'm trying to think if there's a good football player for this. I mean, shoot, you could do it with Sam Howell. If you want to watch a Sam Howell highlight tape. Sam Howell is one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played. Yeah. If you want to, you want to make a two-minute cut-up. Like some of the stuff that dude did this year was nuts. Yeah, throw to Terry against Denver. You know, some of the running around, like the toughness. You want to make a highlight tape of Sam Howell? Sure. But watch every game, watch every snap, and see how often it's that versus the other stuff. Right. You know, if you want to take uh, J.R. Smith or Jamal Crawford's best games as NBA players, like those dudes scored fifty multiple times in their career. They also weren't the the guys you wanted to be the best player on your team because your team wasn't going to be very good because mm-hmm. they did that three times a season. You know they crossed forty three times a season and fifty once. You know as opposed to LeBron who averages 30, 30 a night. So I, I think it's a matter of like trying to predict, and this is what makes the NFL draft so hard. Chris is like, how often would you get in your system as an NFL head coach or you're an NFL OC and a GM? How often would you get good Drake May where he shows off that beautiful touch on the deep Mm -hmm. ball where he can play pinball and then, and then make a play versus he just threw it into the ground again? Or like, why did you take that sack? Why did you, why did you not get, why can you never get the ball out on time? And by the way, Caleb Williams is kind of the same way. He's better than, than May on his good, but that dude is never on time.
1: So. I mean, there's so many questions that I have about all of these guys, but I, you know, and I know it's your show, so, I, but I, I wanted to ask because you're you're more down so far from what I can tell on these guys than I was expecting. Because I thought from afar, and again, granted, I'm not either watching a lot of USC at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. Just yeah, being honest, not. but I mean, I've seen a lot of cut ups, I've seen a lot of sure. clips, I've seen some parts of games. I, I, I look at Caleb Williams as being more you know, off-platform, play extension, uh, you know, razzle-dazzle, as opposed to just absolutely breaking your back from inside the pocket. Is that fair or no? Oh, yeah. No, okay. that's
0: totally fair. And I think the question that people have is, like, how much of that was the offense, how much right. of that was his O-line, how much right. of that was a skill position around him, and can he do it? But I, I think, like, you know, we obviously all were paying attention to that sack to pressure ratio number yep. for Sam earlier this year. Mm-hmm. The numbers for pretty much all these quarterbacks in that number in college, which tends to translate pretty well to the NFL, are not good. Yeah. Like if if they're a little dudes, low,
1: they're a little lower on May and uh and Caleb than they are right. on Jaden Daniels, like right?
0: Michael Pet r- Yes, and Michael Penix's number right. is like elite. And so if you want to look at that like Maybe Penix is – like, Penix is the guy from the pocket that I think is is most, most intriguing. But, like, right. it becomes like, okay, how He's much did 24. you do it in college? Yeah. He's 24. He had
1: multiple Knee injuries. serious
0: injuries. Like, there's other stuff. But it's also – like, this is why you can't just watch college football right. and, and say, you can do it there, you can do it here. And it's really hard. Like, there are some skills that translate. Like, if you can cover man-to-man in college yep. in the SEC, you're probably going to be all right in the NFL. Like, you know, I always go – the NBA is my wheelhouse in a lot of the scouting stuff. I know more uh, of some of the, the – and, honestly, it's an easier process. Um, but, like, if you can rebound in college basketball, you'll rebound well in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That, tri- that That trait has traditionally translated very well. If you're Caleb Williams running around like a crazy person – It doesn't mean you can't learn to play from the pocket in the NFL, and it doesn't mean you can do that uh, in the NFL either. So it's it's such a difficult projection, which is why quarterback is a bigger crapshoot than, say, here's a better, more direct football comparison. Logan will tell you, evaluating offensive tackles, really easy. If you can do it well in college, you're probably going to be pretty good in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And so that is why some of these positions are – seen as more crapshooty, but, like, what are you going to do? Not take a quarterback because right. it's a crapshoot? No, you right. need one.
1: You know, and and just like to, uh, be, you know, before we run out of time, you mentioned Jim Nagy was talking about possibly trading down, and you just mentioned Penix, best in the pocket. And, I mean, when you watch Penix in Washington, you see a surgeon. You see yeah. a surgeon from the pocket. But, again, there's all sorts of concerns there. One of the things that I've floated, and I don't know if you've talked about this, uh, maybe you have, and I've missed it, um, as I try and you know, listen to you guys on, on the way home in traffic and beating my brains out and on the phone and whatever. Um, the only I, way that you exist in traffic, exactly. Right? Famously. Um, I've said I've said this. What if? What if you don't love love these guys for various mm-hmm. reasons, right? And I know it, it's hard to f- turn your nose at, at at any of these three guys at the top. But what if you say like Penix or Bo Nix a little bit more, and you say, all right, maybe we trade out of two, maybe we go to five, six, wherever whoever wants to jump up. Uh, get some other help for our football team. And then what if you package a couple of the second round picks – or maybe another, uh, you know, a later first-round pick and a second-round pick to move back into the, totally. I don't know, 20, 21, 22 range of the first round and grab one of these guys, again, a Knicks, a Penix, somebody like that, there. And now you're getting more help for your football team, and you're getting better value theoretically, and maybe a little bit more of a secure, surefire projection. Is that fair?
0: No, I think that's – I don't know about the surefire projection part, and I think that's the part that makes it hard. If you could tell me – like, if we want to use Madden ratings, right? Mm -hmm. If you tell me that, like, I might get a 95 in Jaden Daniels, but he might bust, or I could definitely get an 88 in Bo Nix, like, and trade down and – get more stuff like I might just be like give me the sure thing yeah, but the yeah. problem is is you know that sounds better because the risk feels lower because it's a lower pick realistically you're it's the same crapshoot like Bonix might also be a bust or Michael Penix might totally be a bust um, which is why this is so hard but I, I don't think that's crazy either and I think a lot of fans have already decided if you don't take a quarterback at two yep. like you're taking crazy pills and I think to your point where we are hundred percent in alignment, uh, which always, I think terrifies the both of us, <laughs> um, but where we are hundred percent in alignment is if you don't love one of these guys, or you don't think there's that big of a difference between mm-hmm. them, maximizing your value becomes important. Cause like even, you know, I, I haven't even gotten this far in the draft yet, but Logan's watched all these guys at this point And we were talking about it on take command the other day, like Joe Milton, the quarterback out of Tennessee, that dude throws the ball 85 yards in the air like he is he is going to be a top of the second round guy that is as physically gifted mm. as anyone in any draft now is he accurate is he on time does he process it well like all that stuff is why he's going to fall but from a pure trait standpoint like that dude's insane and so if you fall in love with that and you think like we know how to coach that and you have a good interview with him and everything do you just say we'll take a we'll take Marvin Harrison it too? Right. Like Marvin Harrison's going to the Hall of Fame, right? Like, and I'm not talking about his dad. I'm talking yeah. about Junior. Yeah. If, like, if we if we think that that dude's a Hall of Fame receiver, and we're pretty confident we can get Joe Milton with the fourth pick of the second round, we'll do that. Like, I, I don't think any of that is unreasonable. That's why it's fun to talk about this stuff in January because everything is on the table. And we're going to learn a lot more starting next week with the Senior Bowl and then obviously Indianapolis and uh, on down the rest of the scouting process. Yeah, you which, got it. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. And
1: by the way, it doesn't scare me to agree with you. I mean, I That's feel good. almost better that, you know, because I'm considered the wackadoo of this radio station. <laughs> which, uh, by the way, very high bar. I, I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess we'll all be wacky on stage next Friday night yes, in some way, yes, shape, or form. True. But I, like I mean, it makes me feel better right because, you know, you're you're considered, you know, more scholarly and smarter and all that stuff. Right. Eh, uh, certainly compared to scholarly. me. I don't
0: know. It's smarter.
1: I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I do feel better that you're not like, Chris, you're, you're a big and dummy. You know, by by maybe wanting to trade down,
0: you know. You are spot on here, my friend. Uh, And by the (laughs) way, as Chris just said, we will be at uh bethesda theater next friday it's one oh six seven the fan versus the team 980 live uh obviously talking about what they'll do with the number two pick what they'll do in free agency uh and by that point we'll have our super bowl 58 matchup we'll predict all of that all off air on stage and uncensored get tickets today at bethesda and it's sponsored by main street bank cheer local bank local bank local put their team in your office visit mstreetbank.com for more information rooster appreciate some time sir Thank thanks
1: you. greg appreciate you
0: Have a great weekend. Uh, we get back that conversation with Senior Bowl Executive Director Jim Nagy.